Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's KMOX's at your service on a Thursday night here in the heart of Mid-America. Coming at you tonight, Greg Damon sitting in the big chair tonight. We got all sorts of stuff coming up on the big program tonight and uh, all sorts of things going on. Uh, We're going to talk a little basketball. We're going to talk a little uh, politics. We're going to talk about some automotive stuff. And more importantly, we're going to even uh, talk a little drag racing a little bit later on uh, in the program. Well, folks, I want to thank you for joining me here on the show. And uh, we're going to have some fun tonight. There's no doubt about that. I just want to throw out my big pet peeve real quick. And uh, I know I kind of talked about this a while back. But, man, I'll tell you, you know, it's it's really tough. I'm I'm, I'm a big big eater of fast food, love fast food, but well, I'll tell you what, you go to the drive-thru today and it's like it is, uh, it's like breaking somebody's arm to get them to help you out. And even to say thank you at the end of it is, uh, is really tough. I, I, I don't understand that. It just seems like people are not, uh, willing to, uh, I don't know, maybe the work ethic's just not there. So, uh, I don't know. That's just my pet peeve. I don't know if you feel the same way or not, but let's just jump right into it. We're going to bring in our first guest here. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him. He is uh, Earl Austin Jr. He's a color commentator for Billiken Basketball. Not only that, he's got all sorts of stuff going with the Earl Time Podcast, sports editor, sports editor of the St. Louis American. He also runs a couple of websites, Preps Hoops Missouri Boys and Prep Hoops Missouri Girls. And uh, welcome to the program, Earl Austin Jr., Earl, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. How are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic. And yourself? I'm doing well. I'm just sitting up here watching a couple of these young giraffes play uh, Giannis and Wimby go at it tonight on TV and the NBA. Having some fun watching the, Wait a minute. the big men the big men go at it. Wait a minute. You're you're watching basketball? I, I can't believe that. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, let's just jump right into it. Kind of a tough loss for the Billikens last night. Um, you know, right now they're, uh, what, they're sitting at 5-10, uh, and 0-2 oh in the conference. Uh, where are we going to go from here? Yeah, well, actually, it was seven and seven and zero and one in the conference. That was our conference opener last night, and uh, 
Uh, we flipped the 500. Uh, we go where we go from here is we go to George Mason. We head up from Northern Virginia, see if we can uh, get back on the winning side here. We dropped our last couple. We had lost to NT State before the break, and then last night was a tough loss because it was like you say, it was a conference opener, and then it was a home conference opener. So it puts you in a little bit of a hole against a pretty solid Loyola team. So we have to tighten up a little bit, see if we can go on the road and beat a good George Mason team that's twelve and two. Well, you know, one time it seemed the Billikens uh, tied the game last night. Yeah, we were down by 18 points about midway through the first half. Really came down strong the second part and actually cut it to five. And then we tied it. Never able to take the lead. Never able to get over that hump and take the lead. And uh, uh, had a couple open shots that might have maybe really, really swung the momentum. But uh, I gave a little credit. They played good defense. They had tough shots when they needed to. And, uh, they turned us over quite a bit. I think that's the main thing. You know, we, we had just too many turnovers and, and led the easy buckets or open three-point shots. And that's something we have to alleviate if we have to continue to improve here in our conference play. Well, I know uh, Travis Ford last night kind of questioned the toughness of the team. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, it was a you know, we lost. You know, when you get into conference play, you know, like you said, it, it's it's a it's a whole different season, you know. I just say we played thirteen non-conference games. We played some pretty good teams, but once you get into conference play, the physicality kind of amplifies. It really it continues to get more, you know, and they let they let you play a little bit more. And uh, Loyola really hit us in the mouth that first eight minutes of the game that time, and it took us a minute to adjust. And we once we adjusted, we were able to get back in the game. But it's tough to play from behind throughout the course of a 40-minute game, and then your margin of error kind of shrinks a little bit, and those mistakes, they were able to uh, uh, you know, take advantage. But like you said, you get in the conference play, the, the physicality just uh, increases, and I think that's what we got to adjust to. Hopefully, uh, we're ready the next time we go out. What do you think of the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, college basketball in general? Where do, you, where do you think we sit throughout the entire, uh, in, in, throughout all the conferences? Uh, it's going to be competitive throughout, no matter what conference you're in. Uh, uh, it's going to be tough to win on the road. You know, the, the formula for winning in conference is uh, dominate your home court and then win uh, not all your road games, but most of your road games, and you're going to continue to uh, you'll, you'll compete for a conference championship. I mean, you see a lot of the usual suspects, you know, like Kansas in the Big 12. Big 12 is good. Uh, you know, SEC is good. Purdue is number one in the country. It's good. Arizona, out west, took their first loss the other night to Stanford. So you're going to see a lot of, you know, like Arizona was like one in the country, like one or two, and they went to Stanford and lost, who was like 6-10 and 10 by 15 points. So you're going to see a lot of that in conference play throughout the year. Do you think Purdue is uh, the cream of the crop? Uh, they're one of them. I mean, college basketball, they're really – uh, it's not like years past where it was UCLA dominating or Duke or Kentucky. It's so uh, spread out, good talent all over the country. And now you got the portal where you can become really good. And guys are changing all the time. Just like last year, you had, uh, you know, Florida Atlantic and San Diego State in the Final Four. Two teams that were very good, but not really teams that people have heard of. You know, Florida Atlantic out of Conference USA and. San Diego State out of the, you know, the uh, Mountain West Conference. So you see, you're going to see that more and more as this is more competitive around the new country. What uh, San Diego State's still pretty good this year? Oh, they've been good for several years. That, that's where Kawhi Leonard was a great player there. 
And uh, they just, the Mountain West is an underrated. It's become almost like a power conference. And that was kind of a great showing for them to finally get a team to break through and then get into the national championship game uh, like that. But the Mountain West has really played some, some great basketball uh, over the years. And now it's really starting to get its uh, just due as one of the top best conferences in the country. What do you think the uh, you know what if you're if you're a younger player you're looking to go to a team what conference do you think uh, dominates basketball I mean obviously in football you know we got the SEC maybe the Big Ten uh, what what do you think dominates basketball uh, the major conferences like you said uh, you know you you, you you turn it on you'll see the the SEC like in football the Big Ten the the Big East is coming back up a little bit. Uh, the Big 12 conference has been strong, very good, very deep conference. And uh, what was happening, you know, even the Pac-12 was a good conference, but they're losing a lot. Too. That's one thing with football. It's, just, it's just so fluid. Teams are changing right. all the time. Conferences are changing, and that's pretty much football-driven. But you still see the same conference. That's when I can say that the Mountain West is a very good conference. Conference USA uh, not as known as those conferences, but they had a great year. They had a team in the Final Four, as we talked about in Florida Atlantic. They had two teams that played for the championship of the National Invitational Tournament, North Texas and UAB, which has moved on. And then they, in the CBI, a third tournament, uh, Charlotte, I believe, won that tournament. So it was a great year for for the Conference USA last year. So uh, as far as where you want to send your kid, you, you know, those, <laughs> those are the main conferences. But you sort of send you keep people sending their kids where you can get the most minutes, where you can be able to show your stuff, and where you get the, the biggest NIL deal, get the most right. money. Right. That's today's conference. Uh, that's today's landscape of uh, college basketball and football. Absolutely. Well, folks, uh, hey, Earl, i got to do some business. Can you hang with me a few more minutes? Why, sure. All right, fantastic. Folks, we are visiting with Earl Austin, Jr., the basketball guru that you hear on Billiken Games. And uh, I'm telling you, you want to know anything about basketball, this is the guy to ask. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back more of at your service. Stick around. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, welcome back, my friends. KMOX is at your service tonight here, coming to you from St. Louis, right here in the heart of Mid-America. Hey, it's 819, and we are talking a little uh, hoops action with our good friend Earl Austin Jr. Uh, Earl, should I call you the, the basketball guru, the basketball sensei? What what can we do? 
Anything's fine, Greg. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I'm supposed to get called a little of everything. <laughs> I mean, every time, you know, I love I love listening to you, especially on the broadcast, but uh, I really love talking basketball with you. We just don't talk enough about basketball here on, uh, on KMOX, it seems like. And uh, I love to talk basketball. I think it's one of the uh, one of the best sports out there. It is a lot of fun. It's a sport I grew up with. Obviously, uh, I played it. I coached a little bit. Of course, my family, my and an uncle that played in the NBA for 13 years back in the day. So I kind of grew up with the NBA. And another uncle played college ball. So uh, it, it, it's something that's been a part of my life ever since I was a small child. Well, it's just every time I talk to you, it's just the wealth of knowledge is unbelievable. But uh, I wanted to get back. Uh, we were kind of talking a little college hoops, and you brought up about the uh, NIL money. And I want to get your take on the transfer portal, and uh, we can dive into the NIL too. But, uh, you know, the transfer portal, to me, it seems like, man, there's a lot of good high school basketball players and football players, for that matter, that uh, probably won't get offers because why would a coach want to offer some green person when he can go out and get somebody that's been playing for two years? It's it's a big change. It's, no doubt it's a game changer. Now, we, we talk, uh, I talk to recruiters and guys like that who are in the game, and they talk to about high school kids. If there's an opportunity, you get scholarship offers, but uh, you can't play the waiting game like you used to unless you're one of the, the blue, blue chippers that, you know, folks are going to wait on. Guys, this way you got to get in where you fit in because, like you said, college coaches are, you know, they're, a lot of them aren't on these these big contracts where they got security. You know, their jobs are on the line. So, like right. you said, they're looking, they're going to get a, a grown man and as opposed to an 18-year-old kid. Unless that 18-year-old kid is a McDonald's All-American or a one-and-done. So, that's the that's – the, and you've seen different trends. You know, for years it's been the JUCO. You know, or they right. just been transfers. Now it's the portals, especially when you get your you get uh, immediate eligibility. And then during the COVID years, you got that extra COVID year. So now you got kids that are, like you say, you know, seniors are 24, 25 years old, uh, grow, you know, grown, experienced uh, uh, players as well. You know, some of the college teams are, old, are probably older than some of the NBA teams you see out there <laughs> as well. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It, when your job is on the line, you feel your job is on the line. You're gonna take that guy with more experience. Now sometimes, you know, there's still coaches that still want to bring in some good freshmen, try to build a program and mold them into the players they want that can play in their system. Because sometimes, if you're bringing in players that transfer a lot, sometimes they bring issues and baggage. So sometimes you gotta weigh that too as well. Coaches want. You know, you'll see teams that'll bring in waves of transfers, 10, 9, 10 new players on the team. We've seen that. Or other coaches will say, yeah, we want portal kids, but we want ones that specifically fit. You know, we're doing our homework just like we're doing our homework with freshmen or junior college kids. Guys are going to fit in our quote-unquote culture or how we play the game. So a lot of that doesn't change as well. Where you see guys just bring in whole new teams. And uh, it, it, you, can, you can go from bad to good right away and we've seen a lot of that over the years recent years now look at mizzou this year with the transfer portal they they got a hall of players a hall of players and uh and it's funny because they, they 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 bought some good transfers in last year of course they had kobe uh first round draft pick and they had a host of good transfers and it really sparked into a an ncaa bid and uh and a very good season last year but they, this year, as far as their upcoming recruiting class that's coming in next year, they've brought in a lot of uh, very talented 
uh, high school players that you see, and they have one of the top recruiting classes in the country, and it's going to be mainly high school players. But then you'll see them fortified with uh, with probably some uh, portal kids as well with some experience. So what do you think? you think Wemby wins uh, Rookie of the Year? Uh, it's going to be tough. Chet's probably probably got the nose right now because, I mean, Wemby, they're, they're going – uh, they're going to be a last-place lottery team, while um, OKC, uh, of course, led by Shire SBA, but Shed has been tremendous this year, and they're number two in the in the West right, right now, and and, uh, and he's had a phenomenal impact offensively. He's one of the best shot blockers in the league, so uh, that's probably gives him the edge. You know, joining you know that year of it, not you know out of college, and but Wendy's been been tremendous, and uh, he, he's going to be fabulous as well, though. Well, let's let's talk about the best NBA team ever, the uh, Boston Celtics. Probably the best five starters uh, on on the floor at any time. You talk about this year. You talk about the '86 team with Bird. No, well, that's Mikael, Age, and DJ. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm talking about today with uh, you know uh, with with Giroux Holiday, and uh, they, they made that big trade for Porzingis. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you. I thought you were actually talking about a team that actually won the championship. <laughs> hey, that's that's my team back then. Okay, that's my team. So. <laughs> no, nah, but there's no doubt this team, although it's not like you said, quote unquote depth, but that starting five is is incredible. Like you said, and then you you know just Jason, of course, you know uh, Jalen, you know adding a unicorn really. Uh, takes him to another level. And obviously, Drew Holiday with the way he's a two-way player. And Derek White, I think, and then Al, Al, you know, it, the, they, they, it's like the best crew of two-way players probably uh, in the league. And that's saying something because this is a very offensive-minded league we're watching here. But when you get the playoffs, you're still going to have to get stops. So I, I think they, they're, they're probably as, as good as it. I mean, they're still the best in the East, I think. It's just a matter of see. Their thing is they they rely so much on that three that they just they just don't turn it off when they don't make shots. And they got they got great they got great shot makers. But I think uh, they they get themselves in trouble at times with it when uh, you know you go to eleven for forty against a Miami or something like that. But uh, they they're they're outstanding. There's well, no doubt. I think they're best team. You know the whole the whole thing is is when does Porzingis go down with an injury? So. Yeah, well, like I said, he's that that that's been his history. But but th- th- that's the league is there's a lot of every every team has a, every team that you consider a contending team has those kind of injury issues. I think or potential injury issues. Obviously, you look at the Clippers, who are as hot as anybody right now, and that's because Kawhi Leonard is playing like Kawhi Leonard. Right, lights healthy. out. But his lights out. But, you know, and Kawhi's one of my favorite players. And he was like that last year in the playoffs. He got hurt in 21. They might win the championship. They were playing on such a high level that he got towards ACL when he bumped up with Ingles uh, Ingles of uh, Utah. But you look at any any top team, there, there's a guy there uh, that, that may have an issue that you, you, you can't afford to, to lose. But uh, uh, no doubt, you know, Unicorn has been, uh, it's been a, great, uh, you know, a, great, a great pickup for Boston. Well, let's uh, let's switch it up a little bit. We got a few minutes left. I want to talk about the Earl Time Podcast. Well, thank you. The Earl Time Podcast is basically uh, been going for a couple of months now. It's dedicated to high school and a little bit of college basketball. 
in the state of Missouri. I taught anywhere from Class 6, St. Louis, to down to Class 1 in the smaller parts of the state. We taught boys basketball. We taught girls. I was just on my Earl Time podcast, Holiday Tournament Tour. I went to seven different tournaments all over the state of Missouri. I'm still tired from that, by the way. <laughs> but it was fun. Went to Walnut Grove, Missouri. Went to Jefferson City. Obviously went to Visitation, MICDF, Immobile. So saw some good basketball all around the state. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And I'm just trying to be the go-to source for high school and basketball around the state. And uh, you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcast and Spotify. It, it's uh, it, it, it's fun getting around, seeing a lot of the different uh, uh, parts of the state around, just trying to bring it to, uh, you know, kind of make the state smaller in terms of basketball as well. Right. Well, also don't forget uh, Prep Hoops Missouri Boys, Prep Hoops Missouri Girls. You know, we got some pretty darn good basketball players here in the state. We got excellent basketball players. It it really is. And like you said, you can just look on the TV and you see great players at the at the collegiate level, whether it or the pros, whether Jason Tatum, uh, uh, Bradley Beal, Matisse Collier doing their thing, Sophie Cunningham from Columbia, and then at the college level as well, great players. And then you know we still got more and more coming through. And I think you see these players up there, you know, at these high levels. Obviously, it's a it's a great motivation for these younger players coming through the ranks. They're playing year-round. They're playing grassroots basketball. They're getting a lot of exposure. They're, they're, they're involved with trainers. They're training, got trainers when they're fourth, fifth, and sixth grade on their skill level. And the girls' side is really continuing to explode. You can go on Twitter sometimes. You'll see girls that are tall. I'm 6'3". There are girls that are like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Right. And they got skill sets like – you know, like you wouldn't believe, going between their legs, step back jumpers, shooting with both hands, and they can play at a post. So, and, uh, the the level of talent, skill level, continues to uh, increase uh, with these young kids. It's very impressive. Absolutely. Well, Earl, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the uh, on the show tonight. For folks that want to get in touch with you, listen to the Earl Time podcast. Get your newsletters. Where can they go? They can go, uh, like I say, Apple Podcast, Spotify and uh, Google Podcast, and read me in the St. Louis American every Thursday, and then obviously prephoops.com or prepgirlshoops.com. If you'd like to subscribe, 30% discount, Earl Time 30 in your coupon code if you want to subscribe. All right. Well, Earl, again, thanks so much for joining us on the program. We'll talk real soon when we get closer to the end of the season. It's my pleasure, Greg. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That's our good friend Earl Austin Jr. talking a little hoops here on KMOX is at your service. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk a little automotive. We're going to talk about the ADOS system on your car, on your new car. Stick around. Welcome back, everyone. 8.36 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. You're listening to KMOX here. And uh, my name is Greg Damon. We're doing a little at your service tonight. Matt Pajeski kicking out the jams tonight. Not playing any of that Kevin Wheeler stuff either. So thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. Hey, let's get back to the show. Let's uh, bring in our next guest. He is Ryan Gerber. He's an ADOS product specialist with Hunter Engineering right here in St. Louis, and folks, if you don't know what ADOS is, that's the Advanced Driver Systems. On your car, we're talking about the forward camera. We're talking about lane uh, lane departure, 
uh, all sorts of stuff that this uh, that cars have today. And he's been kind enough to join us here on the program. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for inviting me on, Greg. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, so uh, I wanted to have you on because we just had this in the shop. <clears throat> uh, we just had a uh, 2019 Infinity uh, big uh, SUV in the shop, brought it in. They had some issues with uh, one of the wheels and stuff, so we did an alignment to it. And, boy, you know, we certainly uh, uh, got done with the alignment, reset the steering angle sensor like you're supposed to, and all of a sudden, hey, it says front camera and front radar have to be calibrated. You weren't quite done yet with it, were you? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really the evolution uh, of our standard alignment it, from – you know, way back in the day, it was just a mechanical operation that probably you and all of the, all the listeners are used to seeing where, you know, you, you twist tie rods or cam bolts or different things in the suspension and basically stand the tires up straight and point them forward and uh, wipe your hands off, test drive the car, and you're done with it. Well, that was yesterday. And now today, once you do that, you wipe your hands off and you grab some type of scan tool or fixture and reset, like you said, reset a calibration to a, a camera or a radar or or both for those lane departure warnings or forward assist warnings, things that will be coming actually are standard on all cars now with automatic braking coming in in 2023. So it's really uh, what we thought might be uncommon is really very common nowadays. Nope, you're absolutely right. And uh, I, I want to just step back and say, boy, sometimes it's not only a scan tool, you have to uh, get out and get uh, some some targets, some boards out, and there's uh, different procedures you have to do, and it's got to be on a level ground, and sometimes you got to get mats out on the sides and and all sorts of stuff. That, that's right. You know the the days of that uh, you know thirty nine or forty nine dollar two wheel alignment or full wheel alignment are are really through uh, because to your point, each manufacturer has these systems, and um, you know you think about how far you were traveling down the road at 70 miles an hour every second so these systems really need to be reset precisely as you said so yeah you will be making potentially making measurements on the floor uh you know finding the center line of the vehicle doing all different manners of things uh almost like a carpentry job at times right and then to your point you may have to put artwork as uh, what i would call it or target in front of the car that that camera would recognize so it can kind of set its zero so it knows where it is in space when it's traveling down the road around other vehicles. Nope, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, and not only that, but let's talk about, so, you know, a lot of cars have a front radar. Uh, they have a front camera in the windshield, um, lane departure in the mirrors. We have cameras out the back. Uh, there's all sorts of this, uh, I, we'll just kind of group it together as ADOS, um, uh, ADOS uh, technology on your on your car, and like you can't just replace a windshield today. If you have mm -hmm. some of the system now, you got to calibrate your camera. You know, on a lot of mirrors today, they have cameras out the mirrors. Now you have to recalibrate everything else as well. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, um, the, the car has has really evolved, and I think again, it's probably um, no mystery to your listeners that uh, the car is really almost a computer on wheels. And any time that you make a repair on a car, you really need to, as a consumer, uh, educate yourself to what your car has 
as far as these safety systems, advanced advanced safety systems on it. Make sure that when you're getting it repaired, that the shop that you're taking it to is going to take those into account. It could be, like you said, it could be a, some, something as simple as what you would think would be a, a, a front windscreen or glass replacement. Now you ha- you've obviously m- removed that camera and reinstalled it. It's aimed differently now. Just like when you set your alignment, you've set the way that the car drives down the road differently. That camera needs to recognize or that radar needs to recognize or the synergy because, as you know, with lane departure warning and automatic emergency braking, that camera and that radar may be working in conjunction with one another uh, to keep you centered in that lane. And potentially, if you have that adaptive cruise control, and I, I know I'm using, trying not to use some of these acronyms because, you know, everybody ate ass. And I'm glad the first thing you said was advanced driver assist system because it's so, the automotive world is so filled with acronyms. Right. We've gotta, we really got to keep that straight. And when you've got two or three systems working con- in conjunction with one another, if you if you mess with one on a service, more than likely you'll have at least one or maybe even two more to calibrate to that first one that you touched. You know, I've heard things as crazy as kids playing with soccer balls in the driveway, uh, and you talked about blind spot monitoring, which is a radar that might go in the rear quarter panel or somewhere in the rear of the car to make sure that as you're changing lanes, you'll get that light in one of your mirrors or somewhere. It says, Hey, there's a car back there. You know, kid playing with a soccer ball kicks it into the car. Uh, maybe the bumpers made out of plastic, right? So it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of bounces into that, into that rubber bumper or plastic bumper uh, bumper pops back out. Hey, everything's fine. But then you go and drive the car and now you've got some kind of light on because when that impact just from a soccer ball, hitting the side of the car, hit that bumper, and then went and actually physically damaged that radar. So there's all kinds of things that the consumer really needs to be aware of, and really the shops should be engaging with consumers to say, hey, do you know, even even when we're not doing a service that would include this ADAS, these ADAS things, we need to be engaging the customer and saying, hey, did you know that on your uh, on your new uh, would you say infinity your your new infinity if we do this type of service you know you may want to make sure that your camera or your radar is adjusted when you get these type of services done and i think that's really important to for the consumer and for the the service provider to really come together to make sure that 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 knowledge base is out there absolutely and uh, you know that's one of the things you you kind of brought up about the uh, the old two wheel alignment you know 30 40 50 bucks uh, most alignments today, well over $100 just for the alignment with a four-wheel alignment. Um, you know, we've had steering angle sensors for, oh, man. Uh, two, two decades. Yeah, almost, 20, yeah. 20 years at least. <laughs> I, and I know many, many places they don't even reset steering angle sensors after you align the car. And that's, you know, that's a lot for airbag systems and things like that, uh, the steering geometry of the car. Um, now we add these ADOS systems on there. So now your alignment, you know, may go from $100, $150 on up to $300, $400, $500, depending on, you know, what systems have to be reset. Oh, easily, because uh, uh, to your point, they can be extremely involved uh, as far as what the preconditions, when you look at what must be done to, to calibrate the sensors. You know, there could be a full tank of gas, top off the washer fluid, make sure the tire, there's a whole host of items. Then once you've got that done, now you have to have 
a pretty sizable in some in, to do some of these calibrations, you have to have a sizable investment and in capital in the equipment for a shop. So not only does it take time, but the shop has to have a, a pretty sizable investment there in the equipment to actually get those calibrations complete. Well, not only that, but you have to have the training for your technicians and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the updates for the uh, scan tool to, to log into it for the calibrations and things like that. Um, hey, Ryan, i got to do some business. Can you hang with me a few more minutes? Oh, yeah, pay the bills. All right, fantastic. On the phone, we're visiting with Ryan Gerber. He's an ADOC, ADOS product specialist with Hunter Engineering right here in St. Louis. You're listening to KMOX Auto Show. My name's Greg Damon. We'll be back after these. Welcome back, everyone. 8.50 is your time right here in the heart of Mid-America. This is KMOX's At Your Service. Greg Damon hanging out with you till 10 o'clock tonight, and we're talking a little ADOS systems on cars. You're asking me, hey, Uncle Greg, what's ADOS? Well, that's your advanced driver safety systems that are on the cars. We're talking lane departure. We're talking front camera. We're talking uh, uh, advanced cruise control, uh, all the stuff that uh, you see on the cars, all the lights flashing all over the place, and Ryan Gerber, he's an ADOX product specialist. Try saying that three times fast. With Hunter Engineering right here in St. Louis. Again, uh, Ryan, hang, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, I'm really enjoying this, Greg. You know, um, I started my career, oh gosh, back in the 80s, and I've seen quite an evolution from carburetors to fuel injection. Uh, you know, we used to maybe have one one PCM in a car. Now we've got, oh, up to 200 different modules and and all these all these evolutions of things on the automobile. And really, this is, is nothing different. Um, you know, there's, it's new, and it can be scary for the consumer and the service provider. But I think once we really drill down into what it is uh, and what it does for us, it's really, really a great thing because the amount of, uh, amount of avoidance that it, it, it provides to the motorist for crash protection is really outstanding and it's only going to get better. And I think that's, that's, you know, one of the key takeaways that I would want your listeners to have is, you know, embrace this technology um, because, you know, the, the cameras in the front, you know, they can alert you to a potential hazard in the front. Somebody stomps on their brakes. I mean, everybody around St. Louis knows that there's no traffic. We would never have to worry about somebody just mindlessly hitting their brakes. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So we know that that's going to help uh, help us uh, alert us in those situations, or you know, just uh, you look in the rearview mirrors and you don't see anything. But now you've got uh, you've got somebody in the vehicle almost looking out for you, uh, so that when you go to turn into that lane, if there's a car there, you can avoid that. And and you know, some of the stuff uh, like the the backup cameras, uh, those became standard in what maybe 17, 2017, 2018. Yeah. And, and the impetus for that law goes all the way back into the 2000s uh, because, uh, you know, it was a, a heartbreaking story, but uh, a man actually ran over his child in the driveway and really petitioned and drove hard uh, so that things like that wouldn't happen. And I think that's one of the big takeaways here is, is, this, is this technology is there to make the motorist and the consumer and the roads safer as we travel. Absolutely, because as you mentioned about braking, how many people use their turn signals? 
Well, that gives away what I'm doing next. I would never do that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and you know, I mean, let's, let's face it. uh, As we get older, I mean, it's tougher and tougher to turn around to get a good look anymore. So, uh, you know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody or anything else, but um, you know, as you said, it just, it, it makes everybody safer that's on the road. But uh, on on the, on the other hand of that, and what I kind of wanted to get back to was, you know, when you take your car in for service, if your service provider, your shop doesn't talk to you about this, or they tell you you need an alignment and doesn't say anything about resetting steering angle sensor or resetting any sort of um, calibration that, that may need, you get a windshield put in, you get a mirror put on, uh, you go to a body shop and, and they don't have something for you. This is this is where you've really got to start separating. Uh, I don't want to say the bad shops from the good shops, but you know people who shops that stay up on technology. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, to, I think as you pointed out, it's been uh, the prevalence for steering angle sensors really came uh, came through in about 2008 was when they really started to appear on vehicles. Um, and and I think to your point exactly as I said. Um, as service providers, whether it's you know the tire shop or the garage down the street or the dealership, wherever it is that you take your car to get serviced, um, those folks really need to begin engaging with the consumer. And the consumer needs to be, if they don't, if the service provider is not engaging with, with the consumer, the consumer needs to engage with the service provider, it, you know, I, I don't, I, I want it to be a 50, 50 type thing. Hey, you know, Greg, thanks for the alignment. Uh, is there anything else that I should expect with this or, or something of that nature? Um, because to your point, if you're driving anything that's made, we'll just say 2017 or newer, I can almost assure you that you have a safety system on your vehicle and it will need reset, yeah, whether absolutely. it's from a wheel, wheel alignment and I can promise you, 17 or newer, if you are in a collision and you have a collision repair, it, it will almost 100% need some type of calibration after the repair. And, um, you know, that's one of the things, obviously, with Hunter Engineering, we're really on the cutting edge of this. And one of the things that we really try to provide for our customers is documentation. Well, so that that's and that's exactly what you got to have, Ryan. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got about 20 yeah. seconds here left. For folks who want more information about Hunter Engineering or ADOS, where can they go? Uh, they can go to hunter.com. They can look at that. And I'll tell you another great place for people to really go and engage uh, and start to learn about things would be mycardoeswhat.org. Mycardoeswhat.org. And that'll explain every. You can even look up your vehicle on it and find out what kind of systems you have. All right, Ryan. It'll, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the program. I got a. I got a break here. Okay. Thank you, sir. Have a great night. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.